two things. What are we celebrating today? And then taking a Christmas assessment. Some of you may say, well, Father Mark, that first thing, like, what are we celebrating today? Like, I got that one. You can just, like, there's still presents that haven't been unwrapped yet, so let's just go on to the Christmas assessment. Not so fast. I can't think of a worse place to be than behind enemy lines. One gets behind enemy lines one of two ways. Either something horrible has gone wrong, or you're there by choice. A World War II bomber, Sergeant John Conley, shared his experience as he was flying over Germany. His plane got shot down, and he survived the crash, but he, was, he landed behind enemy lines. He landed in enemy territory. And he recalls that as his plane was down there, German soldiers rushed his plane with their rifles drawn, and he can still remember the voice of one of the soldiers saying in broken English, you now German prisoner. He was then put on a train, sent to Poland, to where he described was an inescapable prison camp. There he was held captive enslaved, interrogated. We all know the Nazis had a way of making people talk. And that was his life, day in, day out for a year. And day in, day out, he longed, he waited, he hoped that one day he would be liberated. One day he would be rescued. That's the life of someone who's behind enemy lines when something goes horribly wrong. And if that's the case, why would anybody in the world go behind enemy lines by choice? Well, paratroopers do that. Oftentimes, paratroopers get sent down and dropped behind enemy lines. Again, in World War II, the 82nd and 101st Airborne Division were dropped behind enemy lines. Hours before, between midnight and 2 o'clock in the morning, hours before the Allied troops stormed the beaches of Normandy. They were dropped in the dark of night, secretively, quietly, hoping that they would go unnoticed. That's what, of course, when one goes behind enemy lines by choice, you go, of course, hoping that no one noticed, hoping secretively, quietly, in disguise. Most of the ways in how we celebrate and approach Christmas, especially here in the West in the 21st century, lends itself to a misunderstanding. Or at best, there's an extreme lack of depth of what we celebrate today. See, we get rather, set up, rather sentimental when we see little baby Jesus lying in a manger. But let me share how... C.S. Lewis, a 20th century author, described it. He says, God entered into our human condition quietly as a baby born in obscurity because he had to slip covertly behind enemy lines. 
In other words, God came in disguise. Why? Why would God, by choice, be born behind enemy lines? Here's why. Because something of ultimate interest to God was also born behind enemy lines. The human race, namely you and me. But we were born behind enemy lines because something went horribly wrong. The fall, that fatal day in the garden where our first parents disobeyed, rebelled against God. And as a result now, you and I, when we're born, we're not born free men and women. We're born under the control and under, under the power of sin and death. We're born enslaved, captives. Sin taints the human heart. Sin affects the way I act. And because of that, like sometimes I don't act the way I want to act. I don't do sometimes what I know I ought to do because of the power of sin, the stronghold that sin has and that death has. I don't think maybe 2020 is, at least in recent years past, 2020 is a great indication of ultimately why we celebrate Christmas, the need for Christmas. COVID, the power of death, maybe more so this past year, just on the thoughts and minds of most of us. Yesterday, just before the midnight mass, received another emergency call. Two days before that, anointing someone in the hospital dying of COVID. Of course, we know no family there at their bedside as they die. The riots this past year, do we remember those? Cities being burned, literally some cities being burned to the ground. Injustices that are, were, were brought to the surface, the pains, the election. Lines being drawn on one side or the other. The hate that came forward, the hate that came to the surface. And what did it reveal? It revealed the condition of the human heart this past year. It revealed the reason why he came. Simply said, the human race needs help. You and I need help. One church father said it this way, Gregory Nyssa. He says, sick, our nature demanded to be healed. Fallen to be raised up, dead to rise again. Captives, we awaited a savior. Prisoners, help. Slaves, a liberator. Sick, fallen, dead, captives, prisoners, slaves. How's those sound? And apart from God, that's the condition of human nature. Apart from God doing something, we were held captives. And when one is held captive behind enemy lines, 
Typically, you don't escape enemy lines on your own power. You need someone to come from the outside in to rescue you, to bring you back on, from the other side. And that's what moved God to come in disguise, to be born behind enemy lines, to be wrapped in swaddling clothes, not to stay there in the manger, in a food trough, lying on hay, but to go to the cross because the cross is where the battle took place. The cross is where the rescuing happened for you and me. The cross is where he picked us up and brought us back over from enemy lines back to safety. Our readings say this, that we just heard. Our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to deliver us. Angels saying to the shepherd on that night, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For today in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you, who is Christ our Lord. The arrival of a Savior is really good news for the one who's held captive. That Sergeant John Conley recalled that morning, April 16th, 1945, and he remembers the day, he remembers the morning, he remembers the hour as he recounts it, he almost begins to weep as he recounts the memory of hearing the noise of the British tanks coming in to liberate that camp that he was in. Because that day, that morning, everything changed for him. He was a free man. He was no longer held captive under the Nazis. And what God did was infinitely greater than that. Because what he did, going to the cross, defeated sin. It defeated death. It defeated Satan. Which means, which means this, whatever you and I walked into this church in this, with this morning, whatever we brought in, in areas in our lives that we're not free, I can leave here a free man, a free woman today from this church because of what he did. I can leave change. Doesn't matter what's, what area I'm not free. Bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness, lust. Any area where I just feel trapped, where I feel stuck, and nobody in this church, or let's say everybody in this church, knows what it's like to be stuck at a time in our lives or in some area with sin. I can change today because of what it is that he did. I'm not under the power and the control of Satan because of what he won for me. And so that brings us to taking a Christmas assessment. What side of the line am I on this morning? Am I behind enemy lines? Some of us are sitting here right now this morning and deep down we know we're not free. We know it. We know we, we, know we haven't been rescued. Maybe 
maybe rescued, maybe like, okay, I remember growing up learning about the baptism and what it did, like salvation, baptism, was raised in the faith, but somewhere down along the line, I fell back behind enemy lines. And that happens easy, easy. Life gets busy, stuff gets in the way, sports happen, work becomes consuming, mistakes were made, regrets are felt, maybe some, some regrets that right now I'm being com- becoming aware of right now in my heart. And we maybe, for some of us, we even begin to wonder if we believe any of this stuff. Or if I do believe it, I certainly have a doubt whether or not it can have an impact on my day-to-day life. If that's us this morning, if that's us, know this. Know that God has come. He comes right now for you. He comes behind enemy lines to take you back from enemy lines and bring you back over. Back to safety, to freedom. All I have to do is surrender this morning. All I have to do is say, Lord, I'm tired of trying to do this on my own. I'm yours. Take my life. Some of us may have been saying, well, like, Father Mark, that's great, but you don't understand how far, how far behind enemy lines I am. Like, I'm deep. I've been there for a long time. The, the captive has a stronghold, a tight grip on me. His grip on me is tighter than he has on other people. If that's us this morning, dare God, dare him. Lord, if you can rescue someone like me, I dare you to do it. Please. Come into my life right now. Darum, he stops at nothing for nobody. Some of us, others of us, we take this assessment, and maybe after taking the assessment, we say, I know what it is that God's done for me. I know that he rescued me. I know the freedom. I am free, or at least I'm on the path to more and more freedom because to be sure nobody in this church this morning is completely free because Satan, he still prowls around. But if we take the assessment and we do know what it is that God done for us, what are we to do? Here's what you're to do. You're to turn around and you're to go back behind enemy lines by choice and to rescue as many people as you can who don't know him, who are still in chains, who are still held captive. You to go to back to get them and to say, let me tell you about one who came in disguise so that you can have joy in the midst of a broken world. people who dwell in darkness, you and I know a plethora of people who are dying to hear good news. Dying to hear good news. 
tell them the good news that the angels told the shepherds on that morning that we just heard. Namely, that good news that says to them, your life matters to God. So much so that he was born in disguise, wrapped in swaddling clothes, born behind enemy lines. So they can be free. There's many people waiting for us to tell that news to. That news that on this day a Savior has been born secretively, quietly, in disguise, to go by choice, behind enemy lines, to liberate, and to save.